Hello, my name is Wendy Myers. Thank you so much for joining the Live to 110 podcast. Today I have a good friend, Dr. Daniel Pompa, on the show to talk about my favorite subject, detox. And he's going to give us some really interesting perspective on how to do a true cellular detox and the things that impede a proper detox and also different products you can use that actually get into the cell membrane to improve your body's ability to detox, how to detox your brain, and and also how, you know, the liver and gut need to be working to detox and why a lot of detoxes are ineffective. A lot of really good stuff on the show today. But before we get into that, I have to do the disclaimer. Please keep in mind the podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition and is not a substitute for professional medical advice. The Live to 110 podcast is solely informational in nature, so please consult your healthcare practitioner before engaging in anything that we suggest today on the show. Please go check out my book, Limitless Energy, on Amazon. It's Limitless Energy, How to Detox Toxic Metals to End Exhaustion and Chronic Fatigue. The number one complaint of thousands of clients that I've worked with is fatigue. Everybody wants more energy. And in my book, I explore the different metals, arsenic, aluminum, tin, thallium, and cesium, a lot of these you've probably never heard before, and how they actually poison enzymes that transport nutrients into your your mitochondria. And your mitochondria make your body's energy. If they don't have the nutrients that they need to do so, your ability to produce energy will be compromised. And I give you lots of tips in the book about how to detox these metals, the importance of detoxification, And so go check it out on Amazon. It's called Limitless Energy. Our guest today, Dr. Pompa, he completed his undergraduate education at the University of Pittsburgh in 1988 and earned his degree of chiropractic at Life University's College of Chiropractic in Marietta, Georgia. Dr. Pompa hosts the popular Cellular Healing TV podcast. He's been doing it for about four years. It's a fantastic show. He and his wife, Marilyn, live in Park City, Utah with their five children and love to avidly bike and ski. You can learn more about Dr. Daniel Pompa at drpompa.com, D-R-P-O-M-P-A.com. Dr. Pompa, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Love to be here. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got into detoxification? Well, I didn't choose it. It must have chose me. Uh, you know, I was actually at that time, I had a very large chiropractic office and I was into structural correction and had two young boys at the time. And life as I know it came to a screeching halt. Uh, it changed and it started, I would say, like, you know, many people, it just started with simple fatigue and then, you know, went to insomnia. Then I became allergic to everything that I ate. And then I became allergic to the planet. I became very, you know, chemically sensitive to where it was very tough for me to even leave my environment. So like many, I, I you know, was looking for answers, uh, you know, and, and, and again, I, I tell the story so many times, so it just becomes like watching a movie, but I, you know, to share just a little bit more about the symptoms because so many people, you know, have, you know, really unexplainable symptoms or unexplainable conditions. You know, the brain fog was horrific. Uh, You know, I went from like a photographic memory to where I I couldn't remember anything like so many people. 
uh, you know, the fatigue was debilitating. And of course, then I wasn't sleeping at night. I would wake up um, with even feelings of dread. So in, you know, debilitating anxiety. And at that time, I, I really knew my thyroid wasn't functioning right. My hair was falling out, you know, had all types of skin things going on. I got skinny fat. I mean, <laughs> the the typical thing you would expect. The dreaded but, skinny fat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like so many people, I, I'm sure watching this, I, my, my blood work was normal, right? It's very frustrating. My adrenals were shocked. I, I couldn't even handle loud noise. I remember watching, you know, going to a movie and trying to go to a movie. I li- had to leave and leave my kids because I, I couldn't handle the sound. I, it was just too much. I remember watching a football game and just the excitement. I couldn't handle it. So, you know, that my existence changed. I, my wife would literally have to take the kids out of the house when they were screaming at times because I would just go into a rage. I, I just I couldn't handle any emotion at all. So fast forward, I found this was years now of digging, right? I went through like many people. I supported my adrenals. Some things got help, but, you know, some things got worse. The thyroid, I went down the whole thing. I found Matt Hatter's disease and uh, you know what it is. Maybe some of our <laughs> listeners don't, but um, you know they, you know, making felt hats using mercury. And I said, my gosh, I, this is me. I'm mad as a hat. Mm-hmm. And I went and got a blood test, like so many would, and came out normal. It was about a year or so. I was very disappointed, by the way. Um, a year or so later, I was working with a very bright endocrinologist. We became friends and. He's finally said, Dan, I, you know, I think you have mercury poisoning. My body temperatures were so low. And I said, I thought so, too. Um, and I got a blood test. He said, wrong test. You know, challenge it out. Do this test. So I did. And then I saw uh, mercury, lead, and other things that were very abnormal. So then I asked the obvious question that most people would. What do you think I got it from? He said, did you have any dental work done around the time this all came? And you know, I, I was a cyclist at that time, probably in the best shape of my life, and I was logging my miles and because uh, I was racing at a competitive level. And so I knew when it started. And I called my good friend, who I knew put some gold crowns in, took two amalgam fillings out, which your audience, I think, knows contain 50% mercury. And uh, I it was just days after that that the fatigue started, and it just trickled down from there that I never put two and two together. So therein lies my story. So I spent the rest of my time figuring out, okay, I better take the rest of these out correctly. And then mostly I knew that the problem was in my pituitary hypothalamus, even before I knew it was mercury, because I knew my thyroid, my adrenals, that whole uh, axis was not functioning correctly. But I just didn't know it was wrong. Now I did. And by the way, when you look at studies, that's where most of that mercury bioaccumulates is in the brain so I knew ultimately I had to get to that you know to really get my life back and so there and went my research how to get them out safely and then how to get it out not just the body but the brain so there it is that's what I do <laughs> yeah I have a very similar story or I was I was going into rages and I was um, you know had depression and uh, trouble losing weight and all kinds of, of various problems and it was odd because like yourself, I was taking such good care of myself and went searching for answers myself and thankfully found detoxification. And so, uh, so what is true cellular detox? Um, Is that, is that the program that you have? Or uh, I know you train medical doctors 
in detoxification. Just tell us a little bit more about what exactly is true cellular detox. Yeah, I train all types of practitioners, uh, you know, DCs, MDs, NDs, you name it across the board. You know, it, that really came about, uh, obviously, you know, from pain to purpose. True cellular detox, I, I, I think that I started saying the word, look, real detox has to occur at the cell. And what I mean by that is, you know, when you talk to scientists, they get it. If you don't upregulate cell function, you're not going to really detox the body because that's the problem, right? The bombardment of toxins, neurotoxins today, really creates problems at the cell. So I don't have a problem with a colon cleanse, a liver cleanse. Matter of fact, some of that is great to open up the downstream pathways, but unless you actually get upstream and fix what's broken at the cell, you know, then you really haven't completed the full picture of what real detox is. So I have three components that what I call true cellular detox. Number one is you have to upregulate cell function. And I have my five R's of cellular healing and detox that I taught doctors and it just kind of caught on in the public. Uh, the second one is you have to open up downstream detox pathways. It's very important. Uh, and thirdly, you have to use true binders, which is a mistake a lot of people make, right? We all done these things. I mean, there's nothing wrong with Corella, but as far as it, you know, really grabbing things like heavy metals and biotoxins solidly and pulling them all the way out, it just doesn't work good for that. It works good for other chemicals and toxins perhaps, but it's not a real binder. It's a very weak bind. Uh, cilantro, it crosses the blood brain barrier. It has the ability to do that, but therein lies part of the problem because it's true. It's not a real strong bond, especially with things like heavy metals. So therefore, these things can stir the pot. So, you know, we have major issues with some of these just, you know, weak bonds that people do. So you have to use real binders or chelators that actually have the ability to move something from the cell all the way out of the body. So those three things, components really make up what I call real detox. Yeah. And so what makes your approach different than, say, you know, other detox programs? Yeah, I mean, I, I think because it really does focus in on around the cell. So if you look at, for example, my five R's, and I, I don't want to spend a lot of time here and lose your people in the science, but, um, I, you know, our number one is you have to remove sources, meaning if you're living in a moldy house, good luck getting well. Uh, that's a source. If you have silver fillings in and it's vaporizing mercury into the brain every day, good luck with all the detoxes, right? So our number one, remove the source. Our number two is regenerating the cell membranes. You know, when you look at this, you know, what goes in the cell and out is really determined by the cell membrane. Even the inner mitochondrial membranes in the smooth endoplasmic reticulum membranes, you know, this is what's being damaged and this is what has to be repaired. So we know now even upregulating the membrane in the endoplasmic reticulum is vital for real detox. The mitochondrial membrane the, in the outer cell membrane, all of it has to be regenerated. That's R2. R3 is restoring cell energy. I sat in the room, me, it was Joe Mercola, and then there was some other amazing scientists in the room. And one said, look, real detox, you have to upregulate ATP, cellular energy. And he went on. And I'm like, that's one of my R's. He's right on the money. And yet, if that's not you know, accomplished, you know, everything else fails. R4 is the obvious, you know, restore, or, you know, uh, reducing cellular, I'm sorry, reducing inflammation of the cell, which a lot of the dietary approaches, you know, that I do and, you know, play into that as well. And obviously some of the, even the supplements. And finally, R5 is reestablishing methylation. Methylation parallels glutathione. 
Methylation is vital to help regulate other cellular uh, detox pathways. Methylation protects and turns genes on and off. So we establishing methylation is very critical in you know, why people don't feel well. So when you put those five R's together, it gives us a roadmap to what real detox is. And if you don't fix the cell, you won't get well. And that's kind of another one of my mottos. So I think that's what makes it, uh, I think that we would have in common a lot of uh, other ways to open up downstream pathways. And I, I think using real binders is another thing that um, I, is unique to my detox. And so what is your favorite, your favorite binder that's really, really strong as opposed to weak binders? Yeah, I mean, there's a new one that we've been using, which made life a lot easier. Um, I'll talk about what we used to do and, and still do. I, you know, there's some binders that I think are still useful when used correctly. The cytodetox is its name. So C-Y-T-O, like cell cytodetox. Uh, a gentleman, bright gentleman that you should, you know, perhaps have on your show. Uh, he's from Greece. Uh, Nicholas Serokos is his name. <laughs> Good Greek name. Um, and he developed it and he hydrolyzed a particle. Um, and it's a clinoptilolite particle that many people have made small, but they didn't get the molecular weight just such that it actually can enter the cell and cross the blood brain barrier. He did that. So, yes, nano size, small size matters. However, the molecular weight, as far as it actually crossing a membrane, is actually what matters most. So put the two together, and that's what he really did well. And it's the only product shown to actually be able to cross a membrane by what they use in pharmace uh, pharmaceuticals as a PAMPA study. Not PAMPA like my name, yeah. but PAMPA. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I always say, they're like, that's your study, Nana. Um, <laughs> anyways, it shows that these things have the ability to cross a membrane like the blood-brain barrier. Um, and, and that's what makes it unique because now that acts as a vehicle. So imagine this. When we upregulate the cell, I always want to draw these things. So when we upregulate the cell, I'm like reaching for something to draw here because I think if I did this, it'll really help. So <laughs> imagine this. Okay, here's the cell. Can you see that? Yes, I can. I, yeah. I can see it. Okay. So this is the cell. So we upregulate cell function, and we'll just put five R's in here because I talked about that as being the roadmap to do that. And once that happens, now toxins will start moving out, right? But the problem is they can redistribute, and that can be dangerous. Yeah, that's a huge problem. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So if we draw a liver here, I don't know if that, that's a good liver, but it is one. <laughs> I, I, need to, some, I need you to work on your drawing skills. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Well, i got to work on more than that. But yeah, you're right. Being a dyslexic, I better work on my spelling skills, too. Uh, but, but there lies some of my brilliance, my dyslexia. Okay, so anyways, the toxins come to the liver, for example. Now, this one, I think I can draw a little better, hopefully. All right, that's a gut, that little S down there. So yeah. see that? There's a gut. Yeah. So the toxins oftentimes make it uh, to the liver and even perhaps the kidney from the cell. However, oftentimes they don't and they redistribute. So if I write the word cytodetox here, cytodetox becomes the vehicle that moves it from the cell safely out of the body. But now we have another sticking point. What happens is sometimes they can bind up here in the liver into the bile. So there's some methods that we do to push it from the bile to the gut. Now the problem here is that the when it does that, the bile that holds the toxins can go to the intestines and then your body's designed to reabsorb bile and it brings back the toxins. That's auto-intoxication. Yeah. So we put another binder here that we call bind here to make sure it's a catcher's mitt. It doesn't even leave the gut. 
but it makes sure that it, we don't auto-intoxicate. So we use a binder here. We upregulate cell function. We use cytodetox as a vehicle to make sure it moves all the way down to this point. And then we use bind to make sure it doesn't get reabsorbed and in, back into the liver. So using these true binders as vehicles to make sure it goes all the way out of the body, upregulating cell function, therein lies what I call true cytodetox. See, a picture is worth a thousand words. So yeah. now that I showed you that, you probably have other questions. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I think that's so important because our body is designed to absorb nutrients hepatically where the liver is absorbing nutrients and fats and thing, and metals that we ingest in our food and water get kind of taken up with those nutrients and, and fats the liver's going to process. And this is a huge, huge problem with anyone doing any kind of detoxification, whether they're doing an infrared sauna or doing anything where they're mobilizing toxins, that is the real danger that a lot of people don't understand when they're doing a detox. That's right. And, you know, and you have to understand that here, here's the big problem. <laughs> You're going to laugh at this one, but, um, that's a, that's a human. That's a yeah. human head that has a brain there. So I drew an eye. I, I should draw a mouth. Okay, now we're really good. All right. When we get this redistribution, when we upregulate cell function, remember, this has to be done for true detox. We, we can start mobilizing metals, many of which end up crossing back into the brain. And then that can happen again here at the gut because it does. They bind up to the bile in the liver. The bile gets dumped into the gut when you digest fat. And then your body's designed in the lower intestine to reabsorb that bile, but it brings the toxins back. And again, you can end up redistributing it here into the brain uh, you know, and other tissues as well. So, you know, it, you have to understand that process. And when you do, you know, that's real detox. I wish it were so simple that we take the 10 day cleanse and, uh, you know, we're, we're done or we think, and you hear this, I know that you hear this too, right? You'll hear people say, oh, I did heavy metal detox or biotoxidation, really how, you know, and it's, I did, uh, you know, I did a whole month, you know, of it, or a whole three months. You know, look, I, I cleared mercury out of my brain for very consistently for two years. I would say four years, pretty consistently. It bioaccumulates from the time in utero. The number of ladies, well, the number of fillings you have in your mouth, according to studies, is proportional on autopsies of how much, the duress study, just to name the study, on autopsies, how much we find in the baby's brain. So, you know, there you have it. In utero, it starts accumulating. By the way, the number one cause of lead is from moms, because during pregnancy, most of the lead is stored in our bones from lifetime accumulation. And then during pregnancy, it's very normal to lose bone, but out comes the lead, and the baby gets the lead, the mercury. Oh, and then we start vaccinating it. Mm -hmm. Uh, with more mercury, uh, more aluminum, and other neurotoxins. And we wonder why by 2032, it's estimated that one in two kids are going to be on the autism spectrum. Oh, and there's one more thing that I'll add. You look at Stephanie Seneff's work. It was in 2012 she did a study showing that glyphosate, the active ingredient in Roundup, is basically causing these heavy metals to cross deeper into the brain. And Therein lies the mix. Inherit lead, inherit mercury, mm -hmm. and then we add glyphosate to the next generation. One in two kids on the autism spectrum, surges in cancer in kids, mm -hmm. neurodegenerative diseases, Alzheimer's, one in three by 2050. I, I mean, come on. I mean, you, you, when you look at that, we better take metal detox serious, and we better do it with the cellular level. 
and it's it's almost laughable when you see and i just watched um uh doctor uh, not doctor but john oliver uh last night on this television show he was uh last week tonight he was trying to refute the vaccine claim that vaccines cause autism and really was a a, a poorly done report and it, it just insane to think that we have all these talks in our environment and it's proven with research after research study after research study that mercury causes hundreds of different diseases and symptoms lead is a known neurotoxin but yet magically they don't affect our children uh, when these the aluminum a more toxic form of aluminum that's put in vaccines is inject, injected into our child um, my daughter had an autism diagnosis at one point and it was absolutely because of the toxins that were in me and then i injected into her uh, ignorantly when uh, before she was 18 months uh, old and so it's just there is such a strong correlation but still such a large we're paying, part of, well, yeah. we're paying to purpose you know we do both educate you know doctors and the public alike uh, about these topics when you look at the kind of how i mean i have a smaller picture here but mm -hmm. this is uh my family when they were young mm -hmm. um i guess when i was young too <laughs> that's a beautiful wife that is a big family <laughs> by the way so these two right now are turning 21 this year you know, they were seven <laughs> I'll show you how old the picture is. Um, but all seven of these people have their story in heavy metals. Mine, you heard. My wife had serious high lead levels from her mother. Yeah. Her mother ended up dying of cancer. She never got to the cause, and that's a whole story in itself. But she, my wife gave the lead to my biological children, who ended up with colic and different issues, despite you know doing things right and not being vaccinated. Now, these two we inherited later. Their parents tragically died. He, as you can see, even in that picture, he, he wasn't right here. He, he was on the autism spectrum, Asperger's sensory integration. Uh, if you met him today, you'd be like, holy cow, you know, he's, you know, I, he's our easiest kid. I mean, he's amazing. Um, but anyways, he was vaccine damaged. And I was telling his mom, look, you know, one more vaccine and he's going to go over the edge. And that, that's what happened. Um, family pressure, you know, really caused that, to, you know, that vaccine to come. But needless to say, ended up in my life. So I applied what I did to myself to get to Dylan well. And ironically enough, this is a great story because Olivia, who wasn't affected, they're twins, okay, um, biological twins, and she wasn't affected. And now, as she became a teenager, she started getting like fibromyalgia, sensory integration, you know, all these bizarre things happening, and put her through cellular detox, you know, and she's going through it now, you know, got her out of that, you know, uh, but she still is detoxing. So Dylan is back detoxing because as he hit puberty, et cetera, you know, metals and different things started coming out again. Mm -hmm. But anyways, the bottom line is we're realizing that, that yes, estrogen has a protective effect when they're younger from some of these neurotoxins. That's why we have four to one boys to girls uh, on the autism spectrum. But later in life, they're moving into autoimmune and other problems. So no one gets a break. But the point is, is though that, I mean, every, every one of us, you know, have dealt with this issue. And therein lies my passion, just like yours. Yeah. You know? so. Yeah. And I, I applaud you. It's such an important message to people because toxins are the primary drivers of disease and illness today. 
and they have to be addressed to get to the underlying root cause of people's symptoms. If you ever have any hope of I improving your life and your, your diagnoses and your energy levels and brain function, it's that simple. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's a really important thing because when I look at like really how I got my life back and I, I knew the problem was the pituitary hypothalamus that controls your thyroid, your adrenals, you know, it, it really was doing, I call it brain phases. So in, there's three parts to true cellular detox, as I already mentioned, uh, but there's three phases. <clears throat> so there's a preparatory phase where we want to prepare our downstream pathways first and the cell. And then there's a body phase where our goal is to just really set up concentration gradient, get to get the easy toxins out of the body first, extracellular, if you will. And then we go to the brain phase, which is the deep level. I did brain phases consistently for two years and then mm -hmm. more random for another two for at least four years. I still do them to, today. I mean, obviously, we're still being exposed to toxins. But Dylan, too, I mean, you know, all of uh, these kids all do brain phases. <laughs> you know, it's like, yes, yeah, every one of them. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's how we got our life back. It, it is the bioaccumulation, you know, of these stressors into the nerve tissue, into the brain that runs and heals our body on a daily basis. Yeah, we have this brain and the second brain, both the gut, I'm pointing to my gut, both being bombarded with mm -hmm. neurotoxins. And it, it's why we don't feel well, folks. So maybe your child doesn't have autism, maybe you don't have an autoimmune or a diagnosable condition. But if you have brain fog or having trouble losing weight and have energy issues and don't sleep well, you have a neurotoxic issue. Mm -hmm. Something you and I really align on is get detoxing correctly and the emotional component that goes around is physical and emotional stressors. The body can heal itself. Has the yeah, and it, it's it's so important. It's such a, an important message to get across to people is that a lot of people have brain fog, they have fatigue, they go to their doctor, the doctor misdiagnoses them. They they just oh it's just your thyroid or it's just this or it's just that, and they don't really have any tools in their toolkit to address toxicity. They're not, they're completely missing the boat, unless you're going to a really brilliant functional medicine practitioner, which most people are not. Um, you, they're, there's not addressing this underlying root cause factor, which is to toxification. Absolutely. When you look at, you know, 80% of diseases are mitochondrial diseases today, right? I mean, from, from cancer to diabetes, I mean, you just go down the list, thyroid. You know, the mitochondria is so fragile to toxins. You know, and when we look at that, you know, the mitochondrial membrane and how, you know, it's really bombarded with neurotoxins. And Otto Warburg back in the 19th, uh, early 1900s identified that it's this mitochondrial issue. And he targeted uh, environmental toxins, even light he talked about, which is a whole other subject, right? But environmental toxins is causing the mitochondria to malfunction, therefore setting up a metabolic issue and yet it's taken us how long now to where we're just going the son of a gun he was right <laughs> so toxins are a big problem and it's, it's also another point, point uh, important point to get across to people that it's not a 10-day detox in a box. and I, I, I applause people when uh, or I applaud people rather when they want to do a detox and they're trying to do juicing or they're trying to do some sauna or they're trying to do a little bit of something um, but many people will report that they're kind of frustrated when they do it for three months and they don't really feel any any better and it's a detox is a lifestyle 
It is not uh, just something you do for a few months. Can you talk a little about that and how long a detox should be done? I know you said that you have been detoxing for several years. I've been detoxing for five years myself, and I still have a ways to go. Yeah. Yeah, look, I mean, it's years, not months. And, the, and that's that's my saying. And, you know, and, and I don't know that that's a popular message, right? It, it's easier to, you know, say to people, hey, here's here's the 10-day cleanse. And, and at the end of the 10 days, people pooped a lot more and felt better about themselves, right? I call them poopers, <laughs> right? Most of the detox are poopers, frankly. Yeah. And, and again, I, there's a benefit to that. You know, you got to move it through, right? But it's not real detox and it's not done long enough to matter. So, you know, I, I, I tell my doctors this, look, you, your job is to educate, therein lies your value, to educate the person to do this long enough to matter. It is a lifestyle. I said it, I, you know, I do brain phases, brain phases periodically. Why? Because we're constantly being exposed. I'll tell you, it, it came out in layers. I mean, it, it's in this brain in layers and it happened in utero, as I pointed out, and it does. It's years, not months. And when you learn the process, a good practitioner's goal, doctor does mean teacher, teach you the process so you can do it long enough to really truly matter. And you know what, Wendy, you said it though, that the, the problem is, is people, they do some detox and they say, I've done that, that didn't work, and then they're on to the next thing. If you're not upstream to the cause, you're not going to get well. It's not about the next pill. Although you and I, we understand there's a need for supplementation, there's a need you know, for pills. However, you must be removing the interference, then the body will truly heal. Yeah, and, and like I said, I've been detoxing for five years, and I've tried a lot of different types of detoxes, but I'm still like looking for that next level, you know, and I tried Cyto Detox. I have a um, mm -hmm. bottle of it right here. I've been doing it for about a month, and I, I think it's just a fantastic product. I had an hour and a half long conversation with Dr. Nicholas. Uh, I can't pronounce his last name. Uh, but, Seracos, yes. And um, I, I was so beyond impressed with yeah. uh, how he developed it and the links that he goes to to produce this product. And there, there have got several clinical trials going on next year. I think it's just such a well-researched product. And yeah. I, I highly, highly recommend that people try this and add this to their detox. You can do this without a practitioner. And uh, we have a special offer for everyone. If you want to try Cyto Detox, you can go to 110detoxreport.com. And, you know, you can take a detoxification quiz and, and get a report uh, to see that, you know, that you can try it right now for free and, and just see if it's right for you if you qualify to utilize Cyto Detox. Yeah, many people watching this, just adding a real binder, a real like chelator like that into uh, what you're doing is a game changer. Because remember when I draw the circle, that Cyto Detox is what brings it from the cell, has the ability to cross the membrane and other membranes, by the way, uh, and go out of, you know, bring it safely out of the body. And it has the ability, as shown by the Pampas study, to actually cross into the brain. So some people just taking that are gonna, going to be like, that's a game changer, uh, you know, but using it in, in a whole system for this very sick watching this, the system that I call TCD or true cellular detox um, is takes it even to the next level. Right. You know, because that's when now, OK, now you're fixing the cell membranes. Now you're upregulating these other cell functions. Now you're using another binder in the gut 
you know, that takes it to a whole nother level. But look, I, you know, people, let, let, let's talk a little bit about that. I think you have a, a viewing audience that maybe I wouldn't go into this subject with other viewing audiences, but you have a very educated viewing audience. So I, I think that and we're going to get questions about, because when I talk about true binders as being a part of real detox, we criticize the alternative side of using some of these herbal binders that really aren't strong binders, right? And they can cause redistribution. And that's a disaster for people. Um, but let's look at the other side, the allopathic side, because many people watching this said, I've done chelation. They go to their doctor and they get IV DMPS or EDTA, whatever they are. Look, in an acute situation, it can be a, a game changer. It can help people. However, the problem here is these things have what they call a thiol group on or a thiol group. And this sulfur hydrogen bond is a very real bond. It works. It's a true binder, true chelator. It grabs on and doesn't let go. But the problem is this. You go in for the IV. They put a lot of this agent in. It's water soluble. It goes out very quickly, which is nice. It's great to test with. The problem is, is it set up a concentration gradient and now you get all this metal redistributing because the binder goes away so quickly. Therefore, you have to take it within its half-life. So if you did an IV, you'd literally have to do one every eight hours. For example, if you're using DMPS to make it safe, and you'd have to do it for at least three days before you stopped. <laughs> so when you stop, it doesn't cause this redistribution. So therefore, oral DMPS or DMSA can be done right if it's taken within its half-life. So DMPS, you have to take a pill every eight hours for at least three days. DMSA every four hours. Unfortunately, you'd have to get up in the middle of the night because it has a short half-life. So you can use those things. However, they don't cross the membranes um, like cytodetox does. The nice thing about cytodetox is that it you only have to take it twice a day. So it has a longer half-life in the body because of the different size particles. So those binders can be used correctly, but there's another problem with those binders is that they have the sulfur can sometimes feed pathogens like candida. Right, you experienced that. I never was able to get my candida under control until I got my metals down to a certain point. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right, parasites, we could talk about that. All of those things, when you have something like heavy metals, just it's a, you beat them back and they come back because the metals knock down the, the healthy terrain so much that these things just take over again. But the point is, is some of those sulfur binders that are real binders, number one, they need to be used correctly. Number two, they can flare up pathogens. So we used to use those in the past, you know, within this system of true cell detox. Cytodetox has enabled us to move past those, um, and it's much less symptoms. You know, I think it works much faster, uh, and no doubt, uh, you know, I, I think that it, it makes it much easier because you'll have to take it twice a day. So, <laughs> yeah. so easy, safer, and more effective. I think it's a, a no-brainer, but if you do use those true binders, they can be used, but they have to be used correctly. Do you have any tips on how often you should take cytodetox and how much? Yeah, I mean, I, I, taking that, I like people to take it first thing in the morning if they can, and then maybe right before bed if they can, or sometime close to that. So, you know, just evenly spaced sometime throughout the day. Before and after bed is, is important just because people remember to do it, right? If they set it into their bathroom. So that, by the way, that's really important, compliance, you know, because when you miss a dose, you can then start to have some redistribution, right? You don't want to miss a dose. Some people do better taking it three times a day just because 
they actually keep the level of the binder up high enough that they don't get any redistribution. So two to three times a day, three times a day, even being on the safe side. So, and you know, typically 10 drops twice a day is about what all most people need. And so we know that anything that grabs on to metals can also grab on to minerals. Do you th see that there's any issues in your client population with them having a reduction in mineral levels at all? Yeah, you know, I mean, it definitely prioritizes the uh, the metals, uh, you know, over the minerals and it will let go of a, uh, a mineral for a metal. But every binder has an effect on minerals. That's why you always have to be taking minerals. Um, you know, and here's the other pr the issue. When you're using a real binder, you're pulling metals out. You're leaving what we call mineral gaps. So a lot of that, you're depleting magnesiums, et cetera, because your body needs now to put minerals in the place of those metals. So mineral gaps. So yes, you, you absolutely need uh, minerals no matter what when you're doing real detox. Yeah, and you need them anyways. Even if you're not doing a detox, you need to be taking lots and lots of minerals. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, especially today, right? Because it's you know minerals like magnesium selenium zinc i would say are the ones that people really can lack right um other you know things like uh, iodine of course too so uh, they're they're void in the soils today you know especially because of a chemical called glyphosate so and then when you have heavy metal issues you even have more uh, issues with those minerals and so we've been talking about metals, but why don't you tell us some of the chemicals that cytodetox can also remove? Well, you know, that, that clinoptilate particle in there, uh, they use actually in the environment to clean up glyphosate, which is what they're spraying on our food supply. Uh, what I, that's what I, the chemical I said earlier that allows these metals to cross into the brain. So that's why we're seeing this explosion of certain conditions, because we have you know, mercury at birth, we have lead at birth, plus exposures, plus over-vaccination, then we add glyphosate to it, forget it. But they use that to also bind up glyphosate. So here's a little trick. Uh, when we go to Napa, which is even, you know, because of the runoff with water, because they uh, irrigate, uh, the, even the, one, the, the vineyards that aren't using glyphosate still have glyphosate exposure because of the runoff. Uh, so when we go to Napa, we always have it. Before <laughs> you drink wine. Yeah, we do it, we, we do it all day. Uh, you know, so there, therefore, we're, we're minimizing our exposure. You know, one thing I do want to add, I, I don't know what made me think of this, but, you know, detox should be cycle. You know, a woman's cycle is, you know, it's a detox cycle, and it's everything in nature. Nature cleans itself periodically. It cycles everything. And in our bodies, I think we need to emulate that. So just a real common cycle for the cytodetox is a week on, take a week off, week on, week off. Now, I'm going to say this, though. Many people benefit by staying on for a month or two in the beginning because it just clears it. And they go, when I stop, I feel worse. So it, it's okay to stay on it in the beginning longer. But after that, it's better to actually cycle it. Uh, it rests detox pathways, but it also sets up what we call concentration gradient. So when you talk to scientists about detox, they get that we lower concentration here and we move things from higher concentration to lower. So just to bring this back up real fast again. So I said there's three phases, a prep phase where we prepare these downstream pathways, the liver, the gut, kidneys, and the cell. And then the body phase, we just want to clear the easy to get toxins 
The last phase is the brain phase where we go deeper. So the body phase really is to set up a concentration gradient that things will automatically start to move from the brain uh, in the deeper tissues. So concentration gradient is really important. So cycling weekly like that, even a ten day, even a three or four day on cycle in a seven to ten day off cycle is a good cycle. Uh, even three days on and four days off, I like to keep cycles weekly because people can do it, right? Because then they go, okay, I detox Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Or I detox, you know, these four days and then take ten days off. So that's a fourteen day cycle. Mm -hmm. So cycling is really important in nature. It's important in our bodies too. Yeah, that's a very yeah. good point because you can't you just keep going and going and going and going. You have to give your body a, a little bit of a break sometimes. Mm -hmm. So is there anything else that you want to add to this discussion that maybe we haven't uh, covered so far? You know, I mean, I, you know, we're talking about uh, we had made mention of, you know, getting rid of the neurotoxins. Um, you know, we're bombarded with the emotional toxins. Uh, I think you have one of the, the best blogs on, you know, you've done so many. Uh, great shows on the you know removing the emotional toxins. I think that when you do these two things together, I think there's there's magic there, right? You know, when we start moving physical toxins out of the body, it, it sounds odd, but you could actually start moving emotions out as well, and vice versa. You start taking emotions out, trapped emotions. You can start literally starting to move things physically out. So. You know, I think there's, you know, a, a caution and, you know, you're one of the few people putting it together. So I applaud you, no doubt, you know, for that. I, I think that uh, some other tricks that uh, people need to hear is, is I, I make this comment and maybe it stirs things up. But look, today, you once you're challenged and sick, you won't get well from the perfect diet. But I'll say this, you won't get well without the perfect diet. You know, so meaning I, I no doubt would never have got my life back, even with the perfect diet. But I can tell you, I definitely wouldn't have got my life back if I didn't have the perfect diet. So and what is the perfect diet? It's a whole nother show. But my point is, is that multi therapeutic approach is key. So when we get these challenge cases, you know, we're using something that I call diet variation, feast, famine cycles, using fasting, dietary shifts. Uh, along with the cellular detox, along with emotional things. So putting it all together is what I call a multi-therapeutic approach. And that's what a growing group of doctors um, around the country are doing. So I'm um, pleasure, blessed to be a part of teaching it. <laughs> yes, I am too. I just am so passionate about what I do because, you know, detoxification is such an important missing piece of the puzzle in so many people's health regime that are working so hard on their diet and taking supplements and trying to exercise and sleep and take care of themselves. And just like myself, I, I didn't understand what it took to feel better as I was working so hard on it. And you have to add detoxification to your health regime if you plan on getting better. It's just that simple. You do. Uh, today, like I said, if it were just so simple to change the diet, um, it's not so simple anymore. You know, if it's just so simple to exercise, if it's just, you know, I, I, I think that most of uh, people would say, I did those things. I still can't lose weight. I still don't have energy. So I, I feel somewhat better, but I'm just not there yet. You have to go upstream. You have to remove the cause and you have to do it right. You know, you know safe, effective, uh, you know, and that's what we do. 
So, Dr. Pompa, thank you so much for coming on the show. Why don't you tell us again uh, where the listeners can learn more about you and and learn more about your detox program? Yeah, at dr like Dr. Dr. Then my last name p o m p a dot com. So, drpompa.com. I do a blog uh, like this that you can listen or watch uh, called Cellular Healing TV. So, and I've written thousands of art- articles and thousands of videos. So. Um, you know, these topics, not, there's not many of us, you know, really going after the real reason why people are sick, but, uh, you know, we are, so educate yourselves. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to have you on the show. I wanted to add another facet, another dimension of different types of detoxification that you can do. And if you want to try Cytodetox, go to 110detoxreport.com. You can watch some educational videos and try Cytodetox for yourself. Thanks Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And listeners, if you want to learn more about me, you can go to live110.com. You can learn more about my healing and detox program at mineralpower.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Live to 110 podcast.